everybody. Welcome back to Teen Titans Wasteland. I'm Hub, and it's been really cold here lately. I'm like a pervert with a bean fetish. I'm fucking chilly. Huh? Huh? You're welcome. Anyway, we've got a weird issue going on here, so let's dive on into that thing. Today's synopsis rhyme was submitted by Rick Hansen. Hey, Rick. Thanks. He suggested that I sing it in the way that I sang Minstrel's character from Iron Jaw 4 over on Traveling Through the Bronze Age, which I don't really remember how I did that. I think it might have been in a Morrissey voice, so I'm going to go ahead and figure it probably was. If you want to get to Hades, gotta cross the river sticks, but it's way more space to get a Titan synopsis. My Morrissey needs a little work. Sorry. But thanks, Rick. Teen Titans number 30. December 1970. Teen Titans Roll Call. Speedy, Kid Flash, Mal, Lilith, Wonder Girl. In Greed Kills. Written by Steve Skeets, drotted by Nick Carty. Previously in Teen Titans. For various stupid reasons, the Titans vowed to never use their powers again, traded their costumes for some snazzy jumpsuits, and moved into a robo-skyscraper with Mr. Jupiter, the richest and therefore most trustworthy man in the world. We meet new Titans, Mal, who is good at punches, and Lilith, who is psychic. Then Aqualad shows up and yells at everyone, so they revise their vow to mostly never use their powers again, and only put on their costumes if they feel like it. Robin left to go to college, Aqualad went back to Atlantis, and Hawk and Dove went back to wherever they live. The mysterious Mr. Jupiter has given the New Look Titans their most challenging mission to date, getting a charitable donation from a rich tycoon. Lilith's psychic powers tell her that the best way to begin their mission is to foil an apparently unrelated burglary. The gang spots three crooks breaking into a pawn shop and decide to intervene. Out of some combination of fair play and chauvinism, the male Titans tell Lilith and Wonder Girl to sit this fight out so that it will be three on three. Speedy knocks out the first crook and Mal knocks out the second. Kid Flash is taken aback for a moment when he notices that the third burglar looks like he's about 70. The septuagenarian scoundrel takes advantage of Wally's momentary confusion and uses the opportunity to jump in front of a car and get run over. Sucks for him that Kid Flash isn't using his super speed today, but a vow is a vow. You know, most of the time. The teens call an ambulance and accompany the injured crook to the hospital where he is recognized by the police as Kevin Murphy, a notorious criminal who has been believed dead for the past 15 years. Dismayed that the evening's adventure seems to have brought them no closer to completing Mr. Jupiter's mission, the gang resolves to take a more direct approach in the morning. The next day, our heroes visit the office of Hargood P. Tout, the entrepreneur they've been instructed to solicit a donation from. Mr. Tout is a cigar-smoking racist bully who is upset by the very idea of charity. When Trump, I'm sorry, Tout, can't imagine how I can confuse the two, finds out that the money would go to rehabilitating criminals, he becomes even more irate, launches into an angry diatribe about how crooks are incapable of reforming, and throws the teens out of his office. Once the Titans have left, Trump, I mean, Tout, glances at the newspaper and is horrified to read that Kevin Murphy is still alive. Hmm. Unsure how to proceed with their mission, the young heroes decide to follow up on one of Lilith's hunches and head back to the hospital. As they arrive, they spot two armed thugs, one of whom has just shot a police officer, trying to get into Murphy's room. Turning the tables, Lilith and Wonder Girl tell their male counterparts to sit this one out and proceed to karate the shit out of the two gunmen. Hooray! When he is questioned by the police and the Titans, a dying Murphy informs them that he is certain that his would-be assassin had been sent by Donald Trump. I mean, Hargood Tout, why do I keep doing that? It turns out that Trump and Murphy used to be partners in crime, but after Trump, I mean Trump, used the proceeds from one of their capers to start a business, he got worried that Murphy would squeal on him about their past association and tried to have his former partner killed. 
What an asshole. Murphy got scared, faked his own death, and has been living under false aliases ever since. The Titans wax philosophical, surmising that Donald J. Trump's hatred of criminals must be an extension of his own self-loathing. Confident that Tout, I mean Trump, will soon be arrested for his role in the death of a police officer, the Titans head back to their robo-skyscraper to give Mr. Jupiter the news. Hooray! Man, Donald Trump sure is a real piece of shit. I mean, Donald Trump sure is a real piece of shit. Then we get a two-page text story, which is weird. It's called Whirlwind, written by Steve Skeets, with sorta illustrations by Sal Amendola. As I said, it's a text piece, so the illustrations are just kind of off to the side. Some dude with a tornado machine and a gun tries to rob the Blue Valley First National Bank in Wally West's hometown. Wally decides that this is one of those situations where his vow to never use his powers doesn't apply for some reason, so he puts on his Kid Flash suit and heads down to the bank. The robber tries to turn on his tornado machine to escape, but Wally punches the controls and the thing goes haywire. The malfunctioning device creates a tornado that carries the would-be bank robber out to the middle of the ocean, where presumably he drowns. Hooray? Then we have another backup feature, which is an Aqualad story. Some Call It Noise. Written by Steve Skeets, drotted by Carmen Infantino. In a coastal town, a doctor is very worried about his new patient. It seems the dude was trying to rescue a kitten from a tree. Aww. When he fell and bobbed his noggin. Now he has a near-fatal concussion, which I guess is a thing, and his only hope is for the doctor to inject him with an experimental new brain hormone. Dang, that's just some good science. They decide to go ahead and inject the would-be Good Samaritan with the untested drug, and shockingly, there are some unintended side effects. The patient immediately recovers from his deadly concussion, but is now super strong, has a daredevil-like sensitivity to sound, and is completely stark-raving bonkers. He flees from the hospital, but once he gets outside, a new horrendous noise is assaulting his newly heightened sense of hearing. He storms off into the night towards the source of the oral assault. Meanwhile, Aqualad and his gal pal Tula are swimming into town. They're pretty stoked to attend an outdoor rock and roll concert, but are a little bummed that they can only stay for an hour. You know, because they need to stay hydrated. And despite being a crazy advanced civilization whose technology is far more advanced than that of the surface dwellers... Atlantis has yet to develop a working canteen. Or, you know, bucket. The marine teens are enjoying their concert when the now-crazed feline fancier from the beginning of the story shows up and starts attacking the musicians. On his way to the stage, he bops Tula on the noggin. Don't worry, it's not hard enough to give her a fatal concussion. Just makes her a little loopy. Probably just a regular concussion. No brain hormones required. Which, incidentally, is my favorite Phil Collins album. A-Lad uses his sea-strengthened arms to punch the marauding music critic in the head and knock him out. Which is probably not the best thing in the world for his concussion, but hey, what can you do? Unfortunately, during the dust-up, a disoriented Tula wandered away from the concert and into town, where some old people figure that she's probably hopped up on goofballs. Aqualad finds her wandering around and carries her back to the shore, but their hour of dry land use is up, and Beaky, the pelican sidekick I invented, is nowhere to be seen. Oh no! Fortunately, the tides are as big a fan of Aqualad as I am, and a wave splashes over the dehydrating duo just before they expire. Hooray. Thanks, the moon's gravitational pull. You've done it again. Then there are two pages of animal fun facts that I am not sure who wrote or illustrated. I haven't been able to find that information. But it turns out that cheetahs are fast and blue whales are big. And there's some other stuff too. So, hooray! Like I said... Weird issue. And joining us once again is my good for many things brother, Corey. Hello, Corey. Hey. How's it going? It's going good. 
So, what'd you think? Uh, I'm a little confused by this issue. Understandably so. It is a weird format for an issue, and I have my suspicions as to what was going on, but don't really know for sure. Mm. So, it's broken up into three different sections, or I guess four sections. You got your main Teen Titans story, Mm. which is like a 12-page story. Short. Then you got two pages of just text that have like a few illustrations on it. The Kid Mm -hmm. Flash backup story. Mm -hmm. Then you got a nine-page Aqualad backup story that doesn't really seem to go anywhere. Which made it to the cover. Yeah. And then you've got... Fun facts. Then you have two pages of animal fun facts. And it turns out a blue whale is really big. Oh, yeah. And the bird's feather is the strongest thing in nature. Yeah, and there's some other good ones there, too. Yeah, but mostly those. Well, there was one that I didn't read correctly. It's, which really... They are oddly phrased. Is it the elephant one? No, it's the anteater one. Oh, yeah, well, there is a typographical error where <laughs> it does look like they say that the anteater has an a-hole for a mouth. I actually wrote down, <laughs> an anteater's mouth is its a-hole. <laughs> It's not not what they wrote, but it's... We will get back to the animal fun facts, but I do just want to real real briefly (laughs) talk about... I don't know why there are the two pages of animal fun facts there, and I actually haven't been able to figure out who illustrated and wrote them, because it doesn't seem to be listed anywhere that I've been able to find. If you guys out there can tell me who drew these and wrote them... But the one about the anteater is, the giant anteater's mouth is a hole... But there is some kind of a typographical misprint where it looks like there is a hyphen between A and hole. So it looks like it's saying, the anteater's mouth is an A-hole. Doesn't it? Yeah, in the end of its snout through which its (laughs) two-foot-long tongue whips in and out when licking up ants. That is a weird fucking animal, man. It's a super weird animal. Yeah. So the first story is illustrated by Nick Carty. Mm -hmm. The... Text insert is illustrated by a guy named Sal Amendola. And then the last story, the Aqualad story, is illustrated by Carmen Infantino. I did not catch that. I only caught the first. Well, they didn't list them inside the comic book. I had had to look that stuff up. And the cover is by Nick Cardi. And the cover is weird. And not really reflective of what happens in the Aqualad backup story. It's around this time when Nick Cardi is transitioning, I think, to being the primary cover artist for DC. Mm. And so I think maybe he was making that transition and he just got overworked. He's not the artist for the next three Teen Titans issues. Uh, Yeah, because he's great. If you've been listening, you know, we are both very fond of Nick Cardi's art. And especially on the Teen Titans. And when somebody else draws it, it always looks a little bit wrong to me. Although, I will say, Carmen Infantino does a really nice job with the Aqualad backup. Mm. So... I don't know if maybe he just needed some time off at this point, if he was overworked, or maybe he had some kind of an illness or something. But he takes three issues off of Titans, and his contribution to this is a 12-page story that seems very truncated. It seems like this that could have been turned into a whole feature, and it just wasn't. The place where it ends feels like they could have that could have been a jumping-off point for the story, and it just isn't. But there are some interesting things going on. We get to see Lilith use some Kung Fu, which we had not previously seen. Indeed. The Titans, this is, I think, their first full appearance where Mal and Lilith get to go with the Teen Titans in their jumpsuits and do kind of crime fighter-y stuff, Mm -hmm. which is nice. We see the Titans back to not using their powers through most of 
Well, through all of that story, mm-hmm. it addresses uh, race. Oh, it, it it does address race. It's this is maybe the first time I've seen that done overtly in this in this run. I they I think it came up when with Mal's debut when he was fighting Stormtrooper and those guys. Maybe it wasn't maybe it wasn't discussed overtly. They at least it called him a black star. Yeah. And once again, I do just want to point out on the cover, they do the sidebar where the Teen Titans are all wearing their costumes, and it's a lineup that's Robin, Kid Flash. Wonder Girl and Speedy, which is not the lineup of the Titans, and it's weird. I think people were maybe on vacation, or some guy was sick, and it's just, it seems really thrown together, to be honest with you. That yeah, no, thing, th- it feels like there's half of a Teen Titan story, and then a whole bunch of filler. At best. And it really, it doesn't work. But like I said, let, let's talk about the half a Teen Titan story that we do get. Sure. There is a stand-in for, I know he wasn't a guy then, but that's Donald Trump. Like, Harden <laughs> peeped out. I mean, I guess there's always been the archetype of the cigar-smoking bully businessman who's very conservative and kind of racist. And I don't know, it just seems so timely reading this. But yeah, they want to go for him to him for a handout. And he very pointedly looks at Mal and talks about how people who need charity are just lazy and... Mm-hmm. And Mal takes it personally, and I think rightly says, when he was talking to me, he meant all black people. Mm-hmm. He was looking at me, but it wasn't just a dig at me when he was saying that, and he wasn't overtly making a dig at me, mm-hmm. but he clearly was, and he's like, and I can't go back in and ask for another charitable donation from him, or I will just punch him out. Mm-hmm. They also never get the charitable donation, and they've been told that they can't go home until they get it, so... I think they still get to go back to the Robo Skyscraper. The uh, thing here, too, that you brought up in the past, which was curious, is that it seems as though Mr. Jupiter and Lilith perhaps share some clairvoyance or something, because it often seems that the tasks which he tasks them with are things that then, through her clairvoyance, are brought to fruition yeah it's somehow Mr. Jupiter seems to have some kind of like omniscience going on. Oh, he's very rich. He is very rich. That's true. Maybe that's all it is. That's probably Maybe if we were that rich, we could, you know, you hire somebody to see the future for you. Yeah. You know, it's a world where there are psychics. Maybe he, uh, maybe just hired a couple of psychics. He might have one better than... than yeah, he maybe he's got, like, Madame Xanadu chilling in the back room, like, whipping up tarot cards and, uh... It's a DC character. Her name is Madame Xanadu. Thank you. I, it's, I'm not referring to the Olivia Newton-John movie, movie I, nor the stately pleasure dome that Kublai Khan decreed. I, I, I fear not, but I just... Okay. But, hell, he might have those things, too. He's, He's very rich. Very rich. The richest. The richest and therefore most trustworthy man in the world. Indeed. What a guy. Way better than that rich Trump asshole. Oh, because I mean, uh, he, he's uh, rich, but he's not rich uh, enough. Tout? Toot. Toot. You were I, pronouncing I, I it call, toot. I like calling him toot. I like calling him Trump. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. But yeah, there was some nice characterizations there. Also, there was some inadvertent humor of just like, when they first we first see Kevin Murphy, he doesn't just look old. He looks like the goddamn hunchback in Notre Dame. Like, he, he looks ugly crazy as fuck, ugly old. Mm-hmm. Like, Simeon, almost. Like, his whole, like... Yeah, like the hunchback in Notre Dame, kind of. like But mm-hmm. like, balding and just... Hair in places where... Hair shouldn't be. You don't need But it. then no hair where there should be hair. Ugh. He's a real mess. And freaked out looking all the time. Yeah. Super freaked out. Yeah. I liked the whole idea of, of though, that they want to 
charity to rehabilitate criminals, especially kids and first-time offenders, and how pissed off Trump gets at the idea. Yeah, it made him puff extra hard on his evil man cigar. Oh, man, he's so evil. I hate that fucking dick. Mm -hmm. Well, turns out your suspicions or your dislike were not misplaced. No, 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 very justified, turns out. He's a cop killer. A straight-up criminal. A contract cop killer. Mm, No good. Bad dude. Yeah, bad dude. Not in the sense that he can save the president, though. Huh? It's a video game, bad dudes. Never mind. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh, that Avalon. Yeah, well, it's it's all over the place, man. Yeah, like, okay. our, uh, the, the president has been kidnapped. Are There's you a fat fancy, enough the, dude the, to rescue him? The fancy hair boys, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 the fancy hair lads. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I do want to go back. And just So that's pretty much, I think we've covered most of the story there. Were there anything in the story that really jumped out at you that you wanted to make sure we get to? Not really. It's weird to me that they're not using their powers and the ways that they're not using their powers. Because it's not like they've sworn off violence. So They're still fighting. They're, they're still fighting. And I don't know how Wonder Girl has such control over her super strength that she can be like, okay, I'll use... I wonder if like she it takes her a while to get the mix right. Mm. Like if at first she like, just was like super weak and is just like, this is what humans are like, right? This is what just regular mm. people that don't have a purple ray turning them into Amazons. Like, mm-hmm. and she's just like feather tapping criminals. Mm. And by the same token, I wonder if how Wally West is at slowing himself down. He's just like, do, 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 do. And that's why the guy got away and, and, and Murphy got <laughs> run over by a car. Well, yeah, but also Wally's like, I don't even need to use my super speed because this dude's fucking old. Yeah. Oh, shit, look out, man, there's but a car. I, but yeah, I wonder if by yeah. not using his super speed, he, like, overcompensates and just moves super slow. It's possible. Yeah, it's. I'm just saying it's got to be tough to tamp that down just the right amount. Well, especially with fighting. Yeah. I, that and I wonder sense. if by that token, too, like, Speedy is just like... All right, I just will not aim at anything. I will be regular. I will be kind of uncoordinated and uh, have poor depth perception. He's just going to close his eyes and throw. Yeah, arrows. like if they have to like full on Harrison Berger on this shit and just like wear weights around themselves or yeah. something. I don't know. Just kind of an interesting point. It's weak. It is a little bit weak. And in general, the story is weak. And it kind of drops off just when it seems like it should be picking up. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, okay, now they've got to go arrest hard good trout, or hard good tout, toot, Trump. And then they're like, yeah, well, you know, we know that he's guilty. He, this guy, Murphy confessed to the police. So that's good enough. We'll just go home now, secure in the knowledge that he will be arrested. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a very weak, soft ending. Yeah. Then, okay, I want to get into the Kid Flash backup story. Okay. It's a nothing story. It's, dude shows up in a tornado suit, tries to rob a bank, then his device misfires and he goes out to the ocean. I don't think we ever see this character again. I I was looking it up. I, I don't think it shows up again. It seems like really obvious filler. It's apparently written by Steve Skeets, and it is disappointing because I gotta say, it is horrible. Do you think Giordano was the only one, like, in the office that week or month or whatever, and he was just like, ah, fuck, man, and just, like, went to people's desks and, like, grabbed stuff and put it all together? Yeah, maybe, but the Kid Flash, the text in the story, it's two pages of text, 
And then there are some illustrations by Sal Amendola that, that just kind of pop up. And Sal Amendola was, was an illustrator who had done some spot illustration, but very little actual comic book work at that point. And I think he was an assistant editor to Giordano at the time. Mm. So yeah, it does have that kind of feel where it's just like, oh, okay, you do this. But the text is, I, I feel like I'm overstating it a little bit. It's really bad. It's bad enough reading it that at the point, it was a level of bad writing that I was like, wait a minute. Are these guys going to fuck? <laughs> like, it was the level of writing that it was like porn or slash fiction. Yeah. And, and it, was, it made me kind of uncomfortable reading it. I was like, oh, shit, is Kid Flash going to bone down with this bank robber? I'm not into reading yeah, that. that. doesn't make sense. Why is this in a mainstream DC comic book? It's, it's like, you know, I showed up at this bank and suddenly a hot <laughs> robbery was going down. <laughs> Woo. Dear Teen Titans, I never thought it could happen to me. I was wearing my tightest <laughs> trunks. Okay, and that's the thing. He decides that a bank robbery is like, the, it is It is written down that a bank robbery is a big enough deal that he's like, oh, there's a bank being robbed in my town. Now, I'm not going to run fast to save this old dude from being hit by a car. Mm. I'm not going to speed him to the ambulance. But if there's a bank robbery, I mean, what choice do I have? I have to put on my costume and use my superpowers. Well, and specifically says, I mean, after all, the Titans had already broken their vow once before. And Slippery slope, my friend. Indeed. And there was, though, not only one, but, you know, possibly two vice presidents at the bank. That was mentioned numerous times. There was a bunch of tellers, which we don't really care about, but there, there were also some but vice, vice presidents. presidents of the bank, right? Not yeah. like of the United States. Well, no, of the bank. That's okay, very Okay, I'm important. just saying, like, Spiro Agnew wasn't just bopping around there, was he? Or wait, this is 1970. I don't know who Lyndon Johnson's vice president was. Do you? Uh, no. Shit. That's gonna drive me fucking crazy. I'm gonna stop and if look it up. If only there were some way we could look this up. I mean, it's not like Spiru Agnew was there. <laughs> Spiru Agnew, who was vice president for Nixon, who was president at the time. Mm. Yeah. That's not what was going on. Nope. Just some bank vice presidents. Yeah. Yet, you know, important. I think if it was Spiru Agnew, he maybe would have let him die. That guy was a dick. I don't know. Wally West is uh, one of no, the more conservative No, Wally West is actually, he is more conservative. That's true. That is a good point. And that actually gets developed a bit further later on in the series. Yeah, but it was such a nothing story. It introduced, like, potentially it would introduce a new character, and it's left with kind of a cliffhanger ending. But it's, like, it wraps everything up, the, the thing goes away, and even the way the story ends is... Also, like, it's kind of a little bit dark. Well, it's dark in that, like, kids... Kid Flash is like a solves a bank robbery by by manslaughter, killing ostensibly. Well, by yeah, by killing a bank robber, kind of. We think. Yeah, but you know, he helps the tellers and the vice presidents pick up all the money that had fallen down, including one thousand dollar bills. Man, I think they used to make those. Not literally. Yeah, not really. Not literally one thousand dollar bill, but uh, there are thousand dollar bills. Yeah. I would be so... Can you imagine how nervous, nerve-wracking that would be to have one of those in your wallet? I'm willing to give it a try. Oh, I would too, but <laughs> just like, I'd be like, shit, man, I hope I don't forget this somewhere, or lose it, or it just blows away in the wind. <laughs> yeah, man, Something. you gotta be careful, you gotta weight that thing down. It's a lot of money. But so the the story ends with this little 
like note like so he punches the guy's device and it malfunctions and he goes flying off in a tornado mm-hmm. and then it ends with this note the miniature tornado was last seen speeding off across the ocean speculation is that the man in the center ultimately drowned at sea it has never been learned who he was nor what type of device he used to create this whirlwind that reads like an entry in like the dcu who's who which wouldn't come out for years and until years after this It doesn't read like part of a story, and it really seems tacked on at the end. And, like, maybe they were trying to introduce a new villain who would come back named Whirlwind, because the story's called Whirlwind. Mm. But I don't think they did. Mm. It's just weird. Guess he drowned at sea after all? Yeah, probably. I guess he just drowned at sea, which means that Kid Flash just put on his costume to kill a dude. Also... I take umbrage slightly, or, you know, my sixth grade self does, to, to you saying the DCU who's who is not really well written. I, I didn't say that. I'm saying it's not part of a, like, structured narrative. I love the who's who in the DCU. That I used to just I, read, read that. I'm trying to put together a run of it, because, mm. no, I think those are great. Yeah, it's just a weird little two pages of text. And then after that, then we get a nine-page Aqualad story. Which was pretty cool. Which was pretty fun, but also... Kind of doesn't lead anywhere and is like, feels like kind of half a story, really. It, it, you know, this is it, not to harsh on you, but it kind of reminded me of like, they were like, hmm, I wonder what Aqualad's probably up to. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he and Tula want to go check out some music. They got to yeah. find a place not far from the ocean. Okay, but man. Get a fucking canteen or bring Beaky with you. Like, they're they're stoked to go to this concert, but they're like, Man, it's a bummer. We can only stay for an hour of the concert. Well, see, that's the weird thing. So, in this one, too, it really... We've seen before. He can just drink a glass of water and he'll be okay. Exactly. But this one gives you the sense that, like, no, they have to make it to the ocean where there's salt water or they're fucked. Yeah, but no, that's not... That's not the case, That's not the case. They can drink water. They can fucking bathe in a trough of milk. They can have a glass of milk. That's right. But, yeah, like, bring a fucking canteen. Have Beaky come and bring you some water. Just... Fucking plan for this shit. But the introduction of the story is takes place in a hospital room. And I thought Robert Koeniger's medical jargon was bad. But this kind of takes it to a different level. Brain hormones. He was climbing a tree to get a cat out of a tree. Uh And he fell and bopped his head. And now he has a fatal concussion. Yeah, real, but that's the worst kind. And if he does not get a new experimental brain hormone injected into him, he's gonna die. It's a bad concussion hub. Like, probably a level 10. Like a level 10 concussion? Yeah. Man. Well, here's the good thing. Good news, though. Mm. He gets injected with a brain hormone. Mm. Makes him super strong. Yeah. Gives him, su- like, daredevil super hearing. Yeah. He could have been a superhero. And, well, if he had any brain capacity. Like, he just goes on a mindless rampage. Mm. Because he's being driven mad by the sound of, well, first just regular hospital sounds. And then he mm-hmm. goes outside and hears this outdoor rock and roll concert. And is just going, Rah! like a hairless wolf man. Some call and it noise. starts running towards it. I was kind of... Fortunately, Aqualad is there, enjoying the show, mm. and knows that the only way to treat a concussion victim is to punch him in the head super hard. And just knocks him out and then figures, he'll be okay now. And then just goes off looking for his girlfriend, who got also got a head injury. Whoa, 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 whoa. Aqualad doesn't know that this guy's concussed. 
All he knows is that some crazy asshole is <laughs> laying waste to hippies at this music festival. And Aqualad's like, he's, just he's, he's gonna around. kill somebody. I have to stop this. Yeah. He's doing a, a good... I'm I su- guess, I'm but we never... he would uh, take that tack. Yeah. I... He's, he's really doing a public service. At great risk to himself, too, once it turns out that he... Because he's nearing out. his time limit. Yeah. And, and then, yeah, he... Tula just gets super confused mm-hmm. and just wanders away from the ocean instead of towards the ocean. Yep. And he has to find her and he drags her back to the shore and they barely make it to the ocean in time. Yep. But that's the whole story. And old people don't like young people in the yeah. story either. So that's a what, little takeaway. Really? Yeah. What old people? There's two of them. A man and a woman. <laughs> they're walking oh, yeah, the yeah. They're walking around and they see Tula and they think she's high on drugs. Yeah, and, well, granted, like, when they show her, she's, like, gripping a light, a street lamp post, hanging onto it, looking very junkyish. Right. And, I gotta say, Tula does love to party. In the Aquaman comics, <laughs> she's, like, kind of a party girl. Like, okay. her and Aqualad, I think at one point, like, they're part of some kind of circus disco that mm. they love to hang out at that's mm. under underwater. But, yeah, Tula likes to party. When, when she was first introduced, I think it was Bob Haney written stories, but they, they her official code name for a while was Aqua Chick. Mm. And then they made her, I believe, Aqua Girl. Mm-hmm. That's Yeah, that's how she is. In yeah, and I don't think she's billed as Aqua Girl. She's never referred to that. It is that as Aqua Girl in the story, but on the cover. Aqualad is just kind of wandering around going, Aqua Girl, why aren't you answering me? And there is another... Hunchback of Notre Dame looking dude who is hanging out in a tree who looks nothing like the dude inside the issue. The crazy berserk guy with brain hormones. Mm-hmm. He looks a lot like Kevin Murphy from the first story. Mm. Even though different artists. The second story is by Carmen Infantino, who does a great job with it, I think. Mm. It, it's definitely a different layout style and the kind of a cleaner mm-hmm look artistically than the Nick Cardi stuff, but it, it's it's very nice. But yeah, and then we get two pages of animal fun facts about an anteater's a-hole. Yeah, weird issue. Yeah. All in all. Yeah. So, I have, like I said, yeah, weird issue. If, <laughs> if Honestly, if anybody listening has more of an idea of what exactly was going on that How they had to cobble happen? together this issue in this way, the next few issues are no longer illustrated by Nick Cardi. He comes back with 33 and then I think takes another couple issues off, um, but does come back to the Teen Titans run. I don't know if it was like a contract dispute and like he stormed off mid-story or he got sick or he ran out of time or they had to rush this out, but... If anybody does have any insight into that, I'd love to hear it, because mm. this is a weird issue, and I, I don't want to harp on it too much, but it seems very cobbled together. Yep. So, what was your favorite panel? Uh, I had a couple to choose from. Okay. Um, one is on page 10 of the first story, which I titled uh, Girls Kicking Ass. It is nice. There's there's a couple of different ones on that. Are you just... Just you're going with the whole page, aren't I, you? It, That's cheating. You can't keep doing that. You did that last issue too. Well, I would <laughs> like to point out that I only had twelve or so pages to work with, and you've got a whole run. book to work with. You could have chosen any of them. Well, uh, and you fact, could choose the Anteaters a hole as your well, favorite panel. You'll be pleased to hear then that I didn't. <laughs> Split up my not. I didn't choose that, but I I did <laughs> split it up into into 
the first. Oh, I was so considering you, the first story in the in the Aqualad. So story. you did three different favorite panels. Uh, one from each story. I'll I'll pick the one in which uh, Lilith is um, kind of like is doing, doing a judo, the judo flip. Yeah, yeah, no, that's a nice one because it's also the first time that we've seen her in a combat action that I yeah. can recall. Yeah, no, that's a good point. And then uh, my uh, second choice is on page four of the uh, Aqualad story, and I call it uh, "Crazy Brain Hormone Guy on Rampage," and it's the one at the top where he's in the hospital and he's just like, ah, "I'm freaking out," <laughs> and there's like orderlies literally like flying. <laughs> See, one of my favorite favorite ones is the panel right under that where. He's gone outside and is just like, yeah, holding the sides of his head and screaming. But they've superimposed this circle over him that says, quiet, hospital zone. Mm. That it looks like he's just wearing a giant button that says that. Because it's really unclear and it's just a weird panel. But also, like, you can tell his head's head's fin to explode. Yeah, he's freaking Um, out. That one's really good. Uh, Man, there's... Little of it. Those brain hormones could have been put to good superhero creating use, too. Yeah. They're really good at Well, they probably do later. Mm. I, I, I don't think we've seen the last of those brain hormones. Mm. In many ways, a successful experiment. And and we also learned in this one, too, just as an aside, that if you want to get really good at punching hard, just start boxing underwater. Oh, yeah. No, we've known that for a while. Well, you know, yeah, sea-strengthened uh, limbs. Yeah, you, got, you need those sea-strengthened limbs. My favorite is it's the most Donald Trump looking of the tout photos. <laughs> Where he's and he's yelling. just yelling and saying, you're asking me to give my money to crooks. You can't rehabilitate criminals. It's impossible. Once a criminal, always a criminal. They all ought to be locked up for life. That's what I think. <sighs> but he looks like full on Trump demonic there. Yep. And it's, it's a nice panel. And borderline cartoony style, and I like it when Cardi goes in that direction, and mm-hmm. I, I really, I liked that a lot. What was your favorite dialogue? Uh, oh, boy, there was, there was actually a few of these. Uh, one of them, and perhaps the reason why I like to call Tout Toot, is um, on page 12. I always forget the dude's name. The guy who got hit by the car, the criminal, was explaining the, the backstory of um, he and, and yeah. did this robbery. And he said, took a share of the loot. Also, on uh, the Aqualad story, I like how Aqualad says that the guy who was on those brain hormones looks um, completely out of his tree. I think that's a good yeah. way to call somebody crazy. Well, and specifically, he did injure himself falling out of a tree. Yeah, it was really apropos so, of the condition. No. But I think my favorite one was, this issue was so weird, I was looking kind of, I was almost grasping at straws for things, and so I read some of the letters. Oh, yeah? Yeah, and there was one of them where uh, a kid writes in, and he says, he starts his letter with, bang! Like, the word bang and an exclamation point. Bang! I just finished reading the most freaked out mag ever, number 28. I mean, Wow! Like, it's getting super excited. Okay, I'm going to let it slide because this is a weird issue, but you can't have your favorite dialogue be from the letters column. Okay, noted. (laughs) I enjoy when uh, Aqualad says that when they go to the concert, they have to stand towards the back because I'd hate for us to have to fight our way through a mob of surface-dwelling teeny boppers. Oh, I know. Uh, harsh. I really like just slinging the phrase surface-dwelling around. That's about time, right? Yeah. Yeah, they're going to call you Gilhead? Fuck those surface dwellers. Yeah, why don't you guys come down to the ocean and hang out? Yeah, see how, see how you do without any sea strength and flags. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the other, I, in the first story, I did like it too when, uh, I'm pretty sure it's Speedy says, never realized how much I missed good old-fashioned fisticuffs. Mm. 
That's nice. Yep. I almost wrote that down, that one. Amused yeah. Me as well. Well, it's your favorite animal fun fact. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny that you asked that because under who was my favorite titan, I had jotted down, <laughs> the cheetah is the fastest animal for short distances. <laughs> I don't think that's even true. Isn't it a peregrine falcon? Oh, did they say land like, animal? No, they just say fastest animal. Yeah, no, I think the falcon Well, and they also of, say, like, like, the bird's feather is the strongest thing in nature for its size and weight. Yeah. What about a diamond? That's what? a thing that's in nature. Or a spider web. Yeah. It's just very kind of random. But I did enjoy learning that a snail has about 14,000 teeth. That blew my mind. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of teeth. <laughs> so, I guess my favorite titan this issue... Is the snail. <laughs> oh, shit. Now, if, I, if I'm picking a favorite titan, he actually has a pretty decent run in it. I'm going to go Aqualad. But the backup is the snail. Hmm. It's got 14,000 teeth. Yeah. Corey, 14,000. Yeah, I'd like to disagree with you to keep the variety, but I, I, if we're talking strictly titans, I am going to have to go with Aqualad with the backup of the cheetah. So, you were saying... <laughs> Something about how you think that the brain hormone should make a lot more superheroes. Oh, yeah. They can't... You gotta go crazy, though. Like, they go drive you crazy with the sound. There's no cure for that. I think it's a just a, a learning thing. Uh, Cyclops, right? Yeah. Where, you know, you can't just go around lasering everything with your eyes. You're right. Get a mechanism. So you're suggesting that they need to invent ruby quartz earmuffs. Or just, like, yeah, go work with the guys at, I don't know, Bose or something. They make great <laughs> headphones. They do make good headphones. Yeah. Just, like, you know. But if you cancel out the sensitivity, then why is and then it's not a superpower anymore. So you're just left with being strong and an asshole. Well, yeah, but, like, also then if you needed to, like, listen real good, they, you know. Then you would go crazy. Well, no, you'd have to... I'm not saying just you just take your Bose noise-canceling headphones <laughs> off and start listening. Just random. Yeah, that'll... No, you're saying you're you gotta, you gotta work up to it. headphones. That does sound pretty cool. Yeah, that sounds pretty great. Guys, I'm gonna listen the hell out of this. Just... Ah! Just shoot ear beams. I listen to that so... Oh, shit, are you guys okay? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was lateral. Oh, man, weaponized listening. Yeah. I like that idea. Mm-hmm. I gotta say, in summation, this issue of Teen Titans was like a piece of pie made out of steel. <laughs> I did, I not, did like not like it. it. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us. I hope you enjoyed this issue, or this episode, more than we enjoyed this issue. Yeah, if you'd like to get in touch with us, you can do so by contacting us at ttwasteland at gmail.com. Check out the Tumblr page. Check us out on iTunes, leave us a review or some such, and contact us on Facebook, and yeah. That's that. Pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> hey.